The following day, Anton was crying again when he arrived. Gustav saw Fräulein Frick coming towards him, but he stood in her way and said that Anton would be all right with him. He led him to the nature table and showed him the silkworms that were being reared in a grocery box with a perforated lid. He said, In the box we had before, the holes were too big and the silkworms climbed out of them. Where did they go? asked Anton through his tears. They went all over the place, said Gustav. We tried to find them and put them back, but some of them got trodden on. Treading on a silkworm is disgusting. Gustav saw Anton smile, but then his tears welled up again and he put his face in his hands. Gustav said, What are you crying for? Anton stammered that he was crying for the loss of his friends at his old kindergarten in Bern. Are they dead? asked Gustav. No, but I'll never see them again. I'm in this place now. Gustav said, I think it's stupid to cry for them then. Isn't your mother angry that you keep crying? Anton took his hands away from his face and stared at Gustav. No, he said. She understands that I'm unhappy. Well, said Gustav, I think it's a bit stupid. You're here now so you just have to get on with it. The bell rang for the beginning of morning lessons. Anton followed Gustav to one of the work tables. Pieces of grey sugar paper were put in front of them and boxes of crayons, and they were told to start the day by drawing a picture of anything they liked. Anton's tears slowly speckled the paper like fat raindrops, but after five or six minutes he stopped crying. What are you going to draw? he asked Gustav. I'm going to draw my mother, he said. Is your mother beautiful? I don't know. She's just my mother. She works at the cheese cooperative making Emmental. Fräulein Frick rapped on her desk with a ruler. You know the rules, she said. When we're drawing pictures, we're silent. We talk silently to our pictures, not to each other. Gustav wanted Amelia to be sitting at the kitchen shelf in his picture, so he drew the shelf first, a kind of oblong, resting on air. He coloured it brown. Then he began on Amelia's face, not a round thing, but a narrow kind of shape he didn't know how to make. He saw straight away that what he'd drawn was too narrow. He put his hand up and Fräulein Frick came over, and Gustav said, "'This was meant to be a face,' but it looks like an ice cream cone. Never mind, said Fräulein Frick. Why don't you make it a cone? Put some nice strawberry ice cream into it. There was something amusing about this, that Amelia Perler could suddenly become a cornet. Gustav whispered to Anton, I was going to draw my mutti, but she went wrong. Now she's an ice cream. And this was the first time that he heard Anton laugh and it was the kind of laugh that couldn't be resisted. You had to join in, and suddenly the two boys couldn't stop giggling. Gustav suspected that Fräulein Frick was watching them sternly, but she said nothing, and when he looked up at her, mastering his giggling at last, her expression wasn't stern at all, but just rather sweetly amused. Gustav selected a pink crayon and drew a scribble of ice cream on his cornet, then he looked over to see what Anton was drawing. 
he was using only a black crayon. He'd laid a small ruler on the sugar paper and drawn a line all the way round it. Inside the perfectly ruled shape was a series of black lines of differing lengths. Gustav knew what the thing was meant to be. It was a piano. Gustav told Amelia about Anton's laugh. He said, I like hearing it. In the night, he began trying to think up funny stories to tell Anton, so that he'd be able to hear his laughter all through the day. And then he had an idea which surprised him. He decided to show Anton the treasure in the cigar box. He would show him, because he thought that Anton would see that it was a collection worth hoarding. But Gustav wouldn't risk taking it into the kindergarten. He said to Amelia, "'Could we invite Anton Zwiebel for tea?' "'Zwiebel,' said Amelia.